0: Okay, we are live, I think. So hey everyone, this is Amit and Chirag and we probably will have a special guest today but you know how real estate goes, things happen and um, we'll see but Our goal today is to, well, Fran is on. So she was able to make it. So that's awesome. So we all have, so let me go back a step. For someone to get 20 listings in a year is amazing. But to get 20 listings in just over two weeks is unheard of. And with that said, we have Fran, who's gonna be our guest today. And Chirag and I are gonna ask her some questions and we're all gonna help you make a lot more money. So thanks for joining us, Fran. You wanna tell a little bit about yourself?
1: Hi, thanks so much for having me. Um, So I've been a real estate broker for the past 20 years. Um, I came from a design background, sales and merchandising. So I applied what I learned there in real estate which is a different kind of sell. I call it a soft sell because I think most people don't have a positive opinion of real estate brokers and they think what we want is the commission. So I learned very early on to ask a lot of questions, to see what people needed and to also paint a story about their house um, and so it doesn't come off so salesy. Um, Can you get that, please? Sorry. It's all right. Uh, And anyway, I've been doing it for 20 years and I've been, I joined Compass in June. And um, since I'm here, I have brought on, I think I'm up to 22 listings and I'm waiting on, and I've had, this is my third listing that I'm just waiting on an answer for that is over $6 million. And that is not my typical area. So it's been,
2: we need it's the trifecta, Fran, you know that.
1: Yeah, uh, the trifecta. We're going for the trifecta. I should know today. My fingers are crossed.
0: You know, what's so oh, go ahead. I'm sorry about that. So for those of you, so for those of us that are there that don't know you that well, can you please tell us a little bit about your market, the types of homes you sold, you sell, and just so they'll get an idea.
1: Sure. Um, I live um, my, I live on the North Shore of Long Island, so I basically do anything on the North Shore. Um, I work out of the Woodbury area, um, but I really, I'm from Dix Hills to, I would say, Roslyn all day long, all week long. I'm in that, and a little <laughs> bit north. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so, so what would be like a typical price of a home that you sell or list?
1: I think you know of course with the market that the prices have been changing but i would say my average sales price is probably about one two about one two um with covid everything is traded up so it seems like a lot of one fives are in that everyday kind of thing but i would say one two is my average And usually my low is really seven, you know, 700. So I would say 700, I usually go 700 to 2 million is my range, but this has been a whole different, This has been a whole different year.
0: (laughs) So I'll let Chirag take over since I've been talking a lot already. That's
2: the whole point of this, right? Um, Ask anything. A couple of things I want to point out to everybody and I think we could all draw inspiration from you, friend, I might make you blush now. Um, So look, you know, the one thing I've always found about all compass agents is like how people bond together in new markets, Long Island's a new market. So anyone watching this knows all the fun bumps in the road that come along with the new market. So like, I always say that people that want results find a way to get things done. People that don't find excuses. Fran has done this all while working in her home with her entire team. Other people have contacted her as her house to go take their lifestyle pictures on her lawn. Her husband asked me every single day or whenever we talk, Fran and I do coaching together as well. Where's my office? Where's my office? Like I work at Compass and I can provide the office. There he is. Where's my office? Hey, there it is. So this has been an incredibly challenging time for everybody in different ways. But I want what everyone to draw out of this as we ask Fran more questions is like, you know, you can find certainty in an uncertain market through your actions. And I want you all to be inspired by her story in doing this is that no matter what, she could have focused on her circumstances or she could focus on reality. The reality is, is there are people around us every day that could help. So like for people through mindset, right? Like people that might not Fran be in the right place that they want. They're used to working in an office, now they're working in their kitchen. They're used to having copy machines and staff. Like, what has been your mindset and kind of the way you've been able to work through this?
1: Well, it has been very challenging, I will say. Um, It it has, but I really just keep my eye on the task and I keep my eye on the client. So I think keeping everyone calm um, has, it, you know, goes a long way because, you know, people can get agitated. It's not the way we used to work. It's not, um, you know, it's hard. We don't have all the office equipment that, you know, you would in an office, but I think for me, ultimately, I just focus on who the client is that I'm working on and how am I going to get it? And I just move forward.
0: Okay. So, okay, so let's go back a step because all the agents that are watching this, many of them, in fact, I'm one of them, um, when you do so well, how do you do it? Like if, you, if, if there was a new real estate agent or someone that hasn't had the success that they want and they hear about your story and how incredibly well you're doing, what are some tactical things that you would tell them to do?
1: Um, I think the number one feed, feedback I get all the time all the time is my connection and it's how I connect. Um, I just got a listing again, 6.2 million out of my, not in my usual range and uh, very wealthy people, not even in an area I typically do at all. And she got my name and I went there and she called me and she said, I just connected with you. She said, I know there are other agents that do more business here. I know there are agents that do higher prices than you do. I just connected. So, what I try to do is I tell people, I just try to find out what they want and what's going on and what they're looking for. And after I do that, you know, I talk about Compass and I talk about, you know, what a company can offer. And then I talk about me and I tell them how I, you know, how I like to work. And does that fit in with how, what they perceive in an agent and, and what are they looking for? You know, and that's really my first thing. It's always about what are you, what's important? What are you looking for? But no matter how you say that, my first 30 minutes or whatever in that house, I am not talking about their house at all. I am just connecting, whether you find a commonality, whether you comment on something in their house that starts a conversation. Um, I think being authentic and genuine is what people really look at. Yes, they all want the money. You know, they all want their price. But I think it's very hard to deny a connection. And I say that to people. I go, don't forget, you know, you're going to be with me till I sell it every single day. <laughs> you have to be able, you know, we, you know, we're going to be working very closely. And I make it very much of a collaboration. I always tell them, After I go through your house um, and I have what I call my cheat sheet, which I write down every single thing in that house, the age of every single thing. And when they see how, um, you know, how efficient and how complete we are, you know, I think they're impressed with that. And I say to them, you know, and and, and I'm building a team too. And I'm like, no matter who's here, you can't deny, you know, anyone coming to to look at your house, we are gonna have every answer. We're gonna be the second best person to you. And honestly, by the time we're in this for a short while, we're probably gonna do it better than you. And they like that. They like that I wanna know everything about their house. I'm not just saying, okay, how many bedrooms, how many baths, how many agents go into I know myself, I'm showing a house. How many times do I say the eight? So how old is the roof? Oh, I'll get back to you. Oh, how old is the heating system? Is it, it's gas, right? Uh, let me check. Like when your listing agent, if you're an agent that wants to be a list, I'm really a listing agent. When they see how much time you spend getting the information about them, what's important to them and the house, they're like, wow, this person's on it. So I think that's a, that would be my one tip. Connect, 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 ask the questions what they're looking for. If you do, I know we just came off that, that session about some people just want to know the price. So give them, I do the same thing. I say, I first ask them to take me through the house. While you're walking through that house and I'll say to the sellers, show it to me like a real estate agent. You know, I try to get them involved in it. Show it to me if you were the agent and tell me everything about the house you love. And once you do that, you're starting conversations and that whole time you're walking through that house, you should be making conversation uh, just to connect. So by the time you sit down at the table, you're honestly good to go.
0: Yeah, so I, I think that's uh, incredible because what happens is when we go to these mm-hmm. listing appointments, that customer, that seller, they're, they're sort of, they're at defense, they, they're, they have a defensive mindset And what you're doing is by, you know, telling them to be the real estate agent or act like they're on HGTV or whatever, that you're getting them excited. So all of a sudden they're excited and they're connecting with you. And then like, so with that said, what are some of the, the, I guess the things that you write down the details of the house that you think other agents don't do on a regular basis? Yeah. Before we
2: get to the details, I think there's one thing I want everyone to take a note of as well. Because I'm sure. listening too to what you're saying, right? It's they, Fran, when you're doing this, whether you realize it or not, as much as it's connecting, it's A, involving them in the process, B, it's keeping them engaged, right? Yes. We no know likes academic lecture style, right? Do you want a dictatorship or do you want a collaboration? And when people go and just talk to people, it's, it, they're not listening, right? At that point, they're like looking at their clock, waiting for you to go, playing along because they invited you over. So this is a very collaborative process. So subconsciously in somebody's mind, when they're doing it, you're saying that I care, I want to connect, that you're going to be involved. Look, a house is a very sentimental thing to somebody. It's emotional. So you gotta like whether it's fact or fiction to them, it's a fact. And by doing Fran's process, like she's saying before Amit goes through and gets through all the specifics, right? you are allowing somebody to give the space to at least share what's important to them, right? right. How many times have we heard from uh, sellers that agents like, well, I don't feel you really believed in my house, right? Like that's off when they say that, right? Right. You go in there with, you should do this. Well, you like, they, they live like that. So to them, that's the perfect situation, right? So continue right. on with what you're saying. I just wanted to have everyone take a note of that.
1: No, I, I think it's very true. I mean, I know my team, they get crazy with me. They're like, how long are you at each listing appointment i'm 2 hours minimum minimum minimum, minimum. i am
2: yeah we're going to work on that
1: I, it is i'm there a long time i'm there a long time you know but i spend like you know not half of it but a good part of it chatting you know connecting seeing what they like comment you know just building the rapport And by the time we go to stage that when they list and we go to stage the house, they want to join the team. They're like, so like (laughs) we do this. (laughs) Like they do, they want to join the team. We've had many sellers say, Oh my God, this was like the best day I've had in a long time. So you 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 want to engage them. And when you engage them, just like when you're working with a buyer, if you don't have their trust and they don't believe in you, then the whole the whole um, listing time is gonna be brutal. If they trust, I had a situation, and Shrag, I know I told you about her, of a very overpriced house. She was insistent on her price. So what I will do in a situation like that, I will say, okay, I'm gonna tell you why I think it should be this price. But the one thing I don't want is I don't want you to have sleepless nights. I'll give you three weeks at your price. I'll do all my, I'll do use all my resources. I will market it. At the third week, if there's no offer or there's not a lot of people coming, then we do it. Then you go to my suggestion. That usually works because every seller, at least around here, thinks they know real estate better than the realtor. And just this morning, earlier, this one client who was very overpriced and I got a huge reduction. And honestly, it's still not enough. She called me today and she says, okay, you were right. I was totally wrong. I had to see it. I had to feel it. I had to do it. What do I do? And now she's like in my hands. She's like putty. I'm like, you know, I can, you know, I can, re- it's not like I'm doing anything wrong, but now I can really position her the way it has to be. But sometimes you have to listen to what they need. And some sellers need to go through it to know they can't get it because all their friends are saying the market is hot. Everybody's up paying that, 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 that. Give them First one, a gold rush.
2: That's what I call it. Gold,
1: everybody, everybody, you know, thinks that they have a house that needs 400,000 renovation and they're going to price it 300 over. Okay. <laughs>
2: Let's go back to the specifics of your look. What, Like I could say in like the thousands of agents I've talked to, right? The way that you go through this, the details and just your view on, I need to know everything about the home, right? Like, um, it and everyone else watching, right? Go start asking all the listing agents the questions that Fran knows, right? Normally they have to go to an MLS sheet, Fran has them, but they're literally like committed to memory. So, for the people watching so they can make a list and actually use this in their business too. When you go through the cheat sheet like what like what's on that list? What do you document? What are the ages of?
1: And Okay, if- I start at the top of the house and you work down. So, and and it's alphabetical, so it's easy to look at. So it's you, you, you start at the, how old is the roof? You know, first you see, you first you find out was the house expanded? When was the renovation? I go from everything the roof, the windows, the air conditioning, the heating system, the floors. When did you do your kitchen? When did you do your bathrooms? Um, uh, Anything that I see in that house that anything in a build, you know, every single room in the house. I write down, when was the pool put in? When did you marble dust it last? Is it a vinyl liner? Is it heated? When did you replace the filter? When did you replace the heater? And I just go through an entire house and, and I list the age. Even if it was original, 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 I'm gonna tell you why, and I tell them this, and I go, oh my God, do I have to get you invoices? I go, no, just give me to the best of your knowledge, the age. So I'm gonna tell you why that is helpful not because you also look like you know what you're doing when you're showing the house and buyers really respect that. And sometimes a buyer will call you even though they're with someone else because they're like, wow, you really know this neighborhood and you know this house. By the way, the neighborhood, the the train station where the grocery store is, I do a complete list of everything, okay? We give them the survey, we have a floor plan, there is nothing that is lacking. But the more the most important reason I started this cheat sheet, I mean, I started this cheat sheet years ago because I felt when I went into a house I with a buyer, no one ever knew anything. It, it was so hard. You, you're trying to give your, you know, you have to wait for them to get back to you to ask the seller. But this is what I say. When I have a buyer who's interested in making an offer, I say to them, I want to review the ages of the systems in the house. And the reason why I'm telling you this, on your offer, I wanna make sure you know that that roof is 20 years old or that AC is past life because when the inspector comes in to do the inspection, we're not renegotiating those items. And if I tell you, I bet you I am one of the few agents I don't have renegotiation. The only way I have renegotiation, if there's an active leak or termites, that is it. I, if they come in and they say, I have to do a roof in three years. Yeah, you, you knew that. That's true. We discussed it. No renegotiation ever. And my sellers love that. They, lo- they go, I have to price it a hundred over because you know, they're going to bang me down after the inspection. I need this. I go, no, we're not. No, we're not. And we don't
2: unique guys. Everyone just stop. I don't even think you realize and maybe you do, maybe you don't. Right. Do you realize how much of a unique selling proposition this is for everybody? Look, everyone wants to know how we're different. Mr. And Mrs. Seller. I'm If I could show you a way that we document your home and present it in a way that no one will renegotiate after, after an inspection, would you, would that be helpful to you? No one else does this, right? So it's taking what you are- No one does it. Bitch. Nobody. I've never met Nobody anybody.
1: Nobody does it. No one does it. I well, started no, it. Uh, I started it years ago because I found the population I was working with. I knew like if it, you're not sell, we're not selling new construction, we're selling resales, but they used every item in that house to get the price lower after we already accepted an offer. And I was like, no, I don't like that. Let's tell them everything upfront so you know, and I say it, if they, if an agent or a buyer says I'm making an offer, I go, please, because I give them the sheet, please review, I want your offer to reflect what's in the house.
2: And that's we it. also talk about this on the flip side, guys? So for all the agents, right, that have their buyers making offers, right, this works the same way, right? How many times you have a great buyer, you do a deal and they're like, you know, I always to say when I was an agent, like, did you did you not look at the boiler before we ever came here they're like yeah i was like did it look brand new to you then i was like no so you knew it was old they said yes yeah. so why are you taking money off of it right it's not exactly. logical and exactly. that's why the sellers get really upset they're like well they why do you want the thing off they're like oh my god the boiler's old and the agents are like well you guys knew that when you did it so look for everyone the same cheat sheet use it both ways when you're going to a buyer, make, take the same list you use for a seller and fill it out with a buyer with the ages, do the due diligence and say, here are the ages of all the major things in the house. Make sure you factor this into your offer, right? It's something to be mindful of. It'll save you guys so much time. Because- so
1: much. So I say my favorite line is they'll come, the buyer will come back and they go, the driveway is all cracked. I go, wait, let me, let's just stop right there. How many times did we go back to that house? Three. Did you not walk down the driveway to get to the front door? Yeah. You didn't see the cracks in the driveway? <laughs> so, you know, it's really, it really, really helps to point it out. It really helps because it really prevents how many deals get lost when they can't, after they want to renegotiate, the seller gets aggravated. I'm not giving any more money. Then they come after the, the agents for money and I I don't, I don't, I don't do it. I don't do it because you knew what you were buying.
0: So yeah, that's incredible information. And obviously I'm going to use it now for my buyers and sellers. But so for those agents, you know I know you mentioned you got that $6.2 million call from someone that knows you, that heard of you somehow for those agents that don't get those calls and imagine they're starting or trying to get to where they need to be. What advice would you give them to increase their business?
1: Okay, I'm gonna tell you the number one thing I did. I think every agent should be branding themselves. And when I started, I don't care if it was a company statistic or their own statistic. I would send out and I you have to spend a little money whether you want to send a post, uh, uh, if you want to do a postcard to a neighborhood and, and write, you know, just sold. I used to take the front, co- I still do it. I take the front covers of our local papers and it, I do it twice a month, once a month, depending. And I either, now I have lots of listings to highlight. So I just do it now showing them. But in the beginning, I would write, you know, sold in your neighborhood, call me, blah, blah, blah. Even if they never call you, perception is nine-tenths of the law. And what happened early on in my career, I would run into people like in a supermarket and they would say, oh, I know you. They didn't know me. And I go... No, you probably don't. (laughs) I go, but (laughs) maybe you know my photo because I... And you have to be consistent. And you have to be consistent. Pick something. We have like a North Shore today or a Penny Saver. I would be in that thing at least twice a month. And yeah, it costs some money, but you're building a brand. You can put your stats. You can put something... You could do a company stat, ask someone if you could market something, you could do what you sold. But if you have nothing sold and you have no business, um, ask someone if they would let you advertise their home and just get your name out, you know, branding, branding, branding. I can't tell you anything where you can brand. I still send postcards to my main neighborhoods all the time. Now I send looking for a buyer. Sometimes, I mean, how's this? I took a picture of a house that my buyer, uh, uh, one of my buyers said, I want a colonial in this neighborhood. They never come up. So I went to the neighborhood. I took a random colonial. I got the addresses. I sent a postcard to every single person that owned this house. And I said, I have an active buyer looking to live in this neighborhood. They're ready to go. They were, I think, cash. And please call me. I got two calls. I sold one of them and that was it. So sometimes you have to, you have to, you have to market yourself and you have to market for what you want. That's what I would say, you know, and I do, a, I do a lot of that. You know, I spend, a, I do spend money on, on marketing, but my name is out there now. And in 20 years, knock wood, I've never called a for sale by owner and I've never called an expired. Can I no, tell you what's funny about that?
2: Know. when you friend when you came into our coaching group I said oh now I have somebody from Long Island and Ethan goes to me he goes oh who do you have from Long Island I said Fran Mazer," and his face was like you got Fran Mazer?" you remember I called you I was like I called her up and I was like I'm like, who the hell are you? <laughs> You're like uh, a Kaiser say like this methodical person, like Fran Mazer, And I'm like, I know you as like very nice, down to earth, super collaborative, want to help people, kind. And they're like, do you know they built her an office? It's like a, it's like a folk tale, right? It's like like, a folk
1: tale, they did, they built (laughs) it.
2: That's literally what this is. And like, if you talk about Fran and it's interesting, like if you see it outside versus inside, right? Like we all know her in a very different way, right? Like from all the calls, we know her and Michelle's like the Long Island Kool-Aid because they're all so happy and bubbly. It's like whatever they're (laughs) drinking, we want, right? But it's like, look, if you build this over time, right? There is brand equity. Cause Ethan lives in Manhattan, used to live in Long Island and has like, he, how would like, you know, you just kind of work together, but like still all these years later. And he's like, she owns those few towns, right? Those were his exact words to me. I was like, God, oh, I was like, interesting. Right. I was like, this is going to be fun to work on. So if, if you go and do this and I mean, you could touch upon this as well too, right. How much have you got building your personal brand? I hear her talking. And I'm like, I'm like, I could internally see the smile on this guy's face because <laughs> this is what he tells everybody. Right.
0: Yeah. So, um, probably 90% of our business is from our branding. And yeah. we get a ton of agents that send us business. And we get, it's so funny how, how Fran said that story about, I know you. I get that all the time. <laughs> Someone will tell me, oh, I know you. And I'll just smile. And then later I'll say, do you watch the show that we do or do this? And they'll be like, oh yeah, that's, that's how I know you. And um, so a couple of things that Fran said that are so important. Because agents are typically, and I'm not saying whoever's watching this, but typically in general, agents are very cheap. They wanna spend a dollar and they want $10 back in half an hour. And consistency like Fran said, yeah, totally. So Fran said consistency and spend the money. And I I wanna add one other thing, have the expectations that it's gonna take some time to build your brand. It yes. took forever for Nike, Gatorade, and all these companies to build your brand. But the question I have to Fran is once you built your brand, did it just happen right away? Or did you immediately, when people started knowing who you are, did your business go up dramatically?
1: Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I think it was gradual. You know, I think it was. We started doing it and then you get a little and then the next year you're like oh we're busier and you know all of a sudden i would say after you know multiple years it was you know time to build a team so i do think it increased it increased gradually enough that you could see a difference you know i i think that's what i would have to say it's not going to you do the ad and then you're going to get it the next day it's consistent but i would say you know, the following year after doing it consistent, it was more and, it, and, it, and it, just, it just grew. And then don't forget along with that, you're trying to market all your properties. So you're marketing yourself, but you're also marketing your properties as you get them. So I think in combination, you know, cause sometimes I do something that's just on me and something I do something that's marketing all the properties out there. Um, take an opportunity sometimes there's um there's um i know that i've been asked in certain like town uh, these local town things they want a perspective from a realtor reach out and see if you can get your point of view anywhere um you know try to be creative about where you can get your name
0: yeah totally (laughs) Yeah, it's so important. And I'm so happy, like Chirag said, that you're talking about branding because I did real estate for 11 years and I hated doing what everyone told me to do. And then I started doing branding and it's so key to it, you know? And one of the questions that agents that don't do it ask me typically, and I'm going to ask you this question. They always ask me, what is my ROI on the advertising I do? And I never care. I don't know if you
1: care. I don't care, and I don't know it, and I don't track I give
2: it. An explanation to this too, from a, another, another perspective. When you guys start doing this stuff, and this is very digital, right? You got to think about indirect and direct, right? So what you guys are worried about indirect ROI, right? We'll go back direct. So I call this real estate agent math, right? Fran and Amit, well. Fran can because it's like postcard map. Well, I send out 10,000 postcards. I get three <laughs> calls and I get one appointment. Like that's the map that they're looking for, right? But When you're doing digital marketing and social and you're creating content and you're putting it out, that's indirect, right? You're building a brand. So if somebody finds you, they get to know you, they get to get comfortable. And it's like putting footprints in the sand, right? Like the world we live in is a giant beach and every bit of content you put in is another footprint in the sand. So if someone's gonna find you, whoever has the most footprints is the best chance of getting found. But it's like direct ads and in, in branding is like, look, if you're doing, if you're doing paid ads, landing pages, conversion campaigns, and all this other stuff, right? Like when you start talking about ROI, I think that's such a skewed number, right? Because indirect, right? If you don't know how many people are referred to you that then go and look your brand up online and feel comfortable working with you. They know you, they like you, they trust you, right? I call it the TV show effect, right? Anyone that watches TV feels like they know a character. You're not a real true TV watcher, unless if you wake up in the morning thinking about what that character would do, they know the TV show's got you, right? It's not even a real person, but you feel like you get to know them. So for everyone watching this, I'd encourage you to invest in a brand into to invest in something. Create content on social every day, and don't look at the likes, right, it. Mean, don't look at the views, don't look at the comments. You're doing this so when somebody looks you up and there's that indirect thing, they see who you are, what you do, what your emotional tone is, how you can connect with them and be patient, right? Like if you look at both of you, you've been doing this 16 years, Fran, how many years have you been doing? This? 20. 20. And it took all this time to get there, right? Like you said about Nike, Gatorade, it's a process. It's, it's not an event. And just kind of keep going as to what you're doing. And, and look, invest, right? I, I'll be the, I'll, I'll, I literally almost spit my water out when you said that about agents are cheap. It's just like, what I would encourage everyone to start thinking about this. Either you're gonna choose the changes for yourself and make different investments in your business or the world is gonna choose the changes for you. And everything's gonna change. If you go back to your market cycles, friend, remember when people started doing online leads and everyone's like, this is stupid. How many agents completely got left behind? So many. What about when all of a sudden, let's go back one more market cycle, right? When social media came out and people were like, oh, this is stupid. How many people got left behind? <laughs> now let's go back to when they started putting listings online and there were portals and aggregators. Like, oh. this is stupid. We have all the agents. How, how many got left behind? I right? Agree. So it's like, if you look at all these market cycles, people are constantly getting left behind. So start investing, right? Like if people were going to invest in themselves in today, where what advice would you give
1: them? Um... I think I would invest in the neighborhood. Well, this is what I tell even the members on my team, anyone new. I always say there's two things that are going to make you successful. Um, Do what you know makes it really easy. So find a neighborhood, an area that you really know. And if you don't know it, find everything out about it. So I tell them all the time, you want to work in this town, look and see what's sold, look and see what the prices are, look and see what's on, know the neighborhood and then market to that neighborhood, you know, and start marketing and you don't have to start big in every single town. Start in what you know, because you'd be surprised when a buyer comes in or when a seller asks you a question, when you know an area or or you're from an area, you can answer those questions without even having to look up so much of it. And you'll, you'll come across being genuine and, and, and knowing your info. So my number one thing is know, know your product. Know your product, inside and out. When, when a buyer comes into an open house and they don't like your house, you should be able, because they think it's too high, you should be able to spit out every comp that's sold in that neighborhood in the last year, you should. You should know all of it. And you should say, I understand, you know, you don't want to spend that, but let me tell you, if you want to live in this neighborhood, these this is the prices that they're going for. And you should know what those homes were like. And the flip side, if they come in and they don't like the house, you should be able to say to them, well, you know, um, there are other homes in this neighborhood or this town, blah, 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 blah. In this price point, can I set up an appointment with you to go show them? know your product
0: yeah totally that's my that's um, my
1: best advice.
0: It's at, what's your advice yeah so um i think the first thing is and i agree with everything fran is saying um whenever if you're trying to select a place to market find something that you really enjoy you know where it's it's fun and i, I guess fran touched upon that find an area that they like you know, a place where you wanna go. But also like she said, that was pretty key is know the turnover, know how many homes are selling there. Cause if you don't do that, you'll be an expert in the area that one house sells every two years. And right. you may not get that listing cause they may right. have a relative that is that person. So that's, that's pretty key. So what I'm getting out of what Fran is saying is do the work, be a professional, really dig down deep and get all the information get the neighborhood information, get the home information, use it as a positive when you're selling the house, use it as a negative when you're buying a house, You know, use it to negotiate and have expectations where things are gonna take a little time and don't be scared to spend the money. That's what I get out of it.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know, Chirag, what about you? Um, I, if you guys know, I'm very process driven, right? So here's the process for everybody to follow. Go through a house and whatever market you work in, whether you work in Manhattan, whether you work in Texas, whether you work in Long Island, New Jersey, each market's different, like the types of homes, but figure out all the things like Fran said about the homes and itemize the list. I challenge you to go back and look at the last five houses that you sold, right? Look at that list and then make the same list for the community, right? Some areas it's school bus, train, places to go, houses of worship, whatever that is. So when you go to a seller, you have this cheat sheet, as Fran calls it, fill it out and everything like that. When you're working with a buyer you could share with them one of the benefits of working with me is that you do the same due diligence use this thing two ways you're going to say when working with me as a buyer i will make sure even before you write and prepare an offer this is the due diligence i do to understand how these things fit into your life would that be helpful right this is how you have it and these are the actual processes so look fran has turned this into a very routine process right it is literally part of every conversation she has and it's really about what makes your difference. And it's a very engaging process for both working with the buyer and working with the seller. So high level amongst many things in investing in yourself, that's what to do. That is the process. Um, look, Brent had said, do you have a copy of this cheat sheet, um, Fran, that you would share? Um, Brent, it's a basic information in the house. It's, it's not like, it's like the roof, the floors, the windows, walk through a house or walk through where you're living and look around and just make the list. And that's just the- make
1: a list, how old are the kitchen? How old are the appliances? When did you do the bathrooms last? And and write what the material is. Sometimes there's like a beautiful material that no one knows what it is, but when you're presenting a house and you say, and this counter, it just sounds better, right? <laughs> this is made out of, never heard of it before, but it sounds better, like get the facts. Um, The flip side I wanted to just add track to what you were saying is I find when I work with buyers that, and I get, I just had this yesterday so it just kind of triggered my brain. Um, A buyer went to a for sale by owner. They called me the minute they went and they said, you know, I, I knew the house and I was able to tell them, you know, things about the house that I thought. And they were like, oh, my God, this is why we love working with you, because we trust you, because you tell us the way it is. And, and you know, I don't know when I don't know about the rest of the agents, but I work with a lot of uh, buyers that will then bring a contractor in to see how much that costs. So you know, I have a basic understanding of what things will cost. And when you go through it and you can set their expectations, it's another value. And I get all the time from my values. This is why we want to work with you. Nobody else does this. They just want to make the sale. You know, you, you, you tell us what to, cause I don't tell them what it's going to cost. I just tell them their expectation, you know, what to expect. This is what you have to expect. If they're saying the roof is 25 years old. Well, if it's not an Thirty-year architectural roof—the roof has to be replaced. If you know, and you go through it with them, and there's a real value in educating them, that will keep them loyal in a world that people are not loyal. You know, let's be real: buyers are usually not loyal. So, um,
2: I'm going to add on to what you're saying. How many people, people don't know what agents do because we do a really poor job of quantifying and sharing our value proposition. It's not as clear to this to everybody, but when you're going through and you have these processes and things you share and, and ways you can add value that they normally wouldn't think about, then they understand why they should work with you. And this is a perfect example, right? They don't want to go through and figure all this stuff out, but they're feeling right. We talk about it all the time, like people trust us or feel comfortable with us. Their feeling is, I'll call Fran. I know she'll go through it. So as opposed to try to negotiate myself a little bit, it's better to have Fran come do it because I'm going to get a better outcome and more value. Yeah. Look, this was a good good session today. I'm in some sign-off comments.
0: Yeah, I wanted to add one thing. um, And this is like the key to everything that I got out of this. Fran never makes it about the sale. She just told us about a for sale by owner property that her client was looking at and she didn't get pissed off, she didn't say anything, she helped them, she pretended they were a family member or a best friend, and she made it about them. She didn't make it about her. And we have to always we always spend so much time trying to justify why someone should hire us or compass or whatever company the agent works for. Don't do that. Just be like Fran. So I want to be like Fran. That's what those are my words. See, be
2: like Mike. You got that's to that's be your new slogan. I
0: want to be like Fred.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it.
2: Look, guys, it, it's been great to share some laughs and everything. Um, going forward, one of the things that our team will do, I'm at Niles, we're going to post something where people could sign up to get notifications about what this is. We're going to start making a calendar. And we're also going to start providing notes for the people that can't be here, right, to kind of synthesize this conversation with copies of some of the recordings to send out. So look for look for our email or a form that everyone could fill out going forward. And look, we encourage you to ask your questions, right? Like each week we have different people here that are great with different things. And what we found, Amit, is we started this thing, Ask Me Anything. And it's literally turned into almost like a nice little like talk show where people really <laughs> enjoyed listening to us. I don't I still can never figure out why people don't ask us more questions, but I guess we'll figure that out in time. So, Fran, thank you so much. I know, You're by the so way, Fran welcome. moved around photos and some other stuff so we could be here today. So I, I truly appreciate it.
1: Oh, my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me.
2: Nice thank you. Right, guys, okay. see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.